Blog Talk Radio. Show uh, they'll be on with us 
uh, in about 20 minutes, talk some UK football as well as other topics. So we got a lot, a lot of stuff lined up. Um, so it's, it's going to be a fun show after our, our hiatus, after our bye week. We, we got a lot of fun stuff to, to dive into. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited. Uh, still a lot of ground to cover. Football season is getting close, uh, closer. You can almost you can almost taste it uh, as the cats get ready to. Uh, this this campaign, like we like we picked, I think I had the cats going ten and two, which I will say is a bit optimistic. You had them at nine and three, but there's been other folks I've seen that, that kind of have them going nine and three. Uh, like we pointed out last year uh, and this year as well, you can look at the schedule. And I remember some years now, you know, not too long ago, where you would look at the schedule and you would say, do I see three wins? Now you can yeah. look at the schedule and you can say, I, you figure there might be three losses out there, but you feel confident in a lot of these games. You know, Tennessee's at home. Florida's at home. The, the East is not what it used to be. You know, when you and I were in school so many years ago, uh, Florida win the national championship in 96. Uh, Tennessee wins in 98. And just all those great, great uh, Heinz Ward-led uh, uh, Georgia teams. And the, the East was the, was the beast. Uh, but there's no team out there right now. Uh, I, I can't think of a team in the Eastern Division. I know we have to go to Georgia, and, and I get that. But I, I can't think of a team where I'm scared to play. I mean, are you? Does Vanderbilt strike fear in your heart? Does Missouri strike fear? Tennessee, Florida. I mean, the the road game at Georgia is going to be huge, obviously. But uh, I, I think you can feel confident. I've been keeping up with our good friend Freddie Maggard who I think is about as even as a guy as you're going to see uh, when you consider his ties to UK. Uh, and and he, it's, it's kind of measured optimism, a lot of folks are saying. The, the talent is there. You know, the talent has never been as big an issue as we'd like to believe. Kentucky has had talented players. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, our last live show, uh, you, know, you know, we had Max Godby on and, and uh, Anthony White called in. You know, we've had some talent, but now we've got that depth where we can absorb that three or four game death march again to SEC, and you got to feel confident. You know, we got two guys that can play quarterback that you got to feel very, very confident about. So, uh, so I'm excited. I know we're going to go in some some detail about that, but. Uh, Football is is becoming is becoming the thing in the bluegrass this season. I'm feeling very very excited about. Yeah, and uh, we saw our guy Justin Rowland. If you saw his tweet, I saw it before uh, coming on to the show. And all of y'all are free to interact with us on the show eight four five two seven seven nine three seven three at Cat Talk Wednesday on Facebook and Twitter. Appreciate everybody checking it out on Facebook Live as well. And if you want to hear what TB is saying, and not just myself, I put the link to the show on blogtalkradio.com in the comment section on Facebook Live. I uh, appreciate everybody checking it out there. I see my cousin Ronald Washington has, has popped in. I see you, cuz. Appreciate it. Um, 
appreciate everybody checking it out there too. But Justin Rowland, we've had him on the show several times. He tweeted out just a simple little tweet. But I'm going to ask you, what do you think it's going to do for expectations? The tweet said that he had heard that Lynn Bowden had a good day at practice today. Now, everybody's been waiting for Lynn Bowden, wondering if he's going to, you know, come. Is he on campus? Is he in Lexington? When will he be on the field? Explosive athlete out of Ohio. We've been hearing it, been hearing it, been hearing it. And then Justin tweets that out. So what do you think? that does to the expectations and optimism of the UK football fans, just seeing that little nugget that he's put out there like that, that he had a good day of practice. Today was a good day. (laughs) Today was a good day, I have to say. Uh, I I think, I don't know if it amps it up any, uh, because we kind of knew that both. (laughs) Well, my thing is is this, you know, his arrival to camp, his recruitment, I think the expectations were there and we can get excited. We had a good day for me. I kind of said to myself as a mental note, he can be that guy. And what I mean by that is all things being equal, you need a guy that can turn, you know, a coal into a diamond, just, just, you know, a dynamic player, uh, you know, boom had flashes, obviously. Uh, I think Benny Snell uh, is going to be, you know, that workhorse kind of guy. But you need a guy that when all things are equal can just, however he can make a play, just makes that play. And and I think he can be that guy. He can be that X factor that, you know, and I, and I say that because we all remember how fantastic Reggie Bush was at USC. But – we don't really often think about Lindell White being that workhorse, providing Reggie Bush the opportunity of making those spectacular plays. If Bowden could come in, if he could be kind of an X factor, give you two or three wow plays a game, I, I really like how that's going to work out for the team. So I, I, I know that wet your whistle when, when you got the guy saying, oh, he had a fantastic day. I think that's great. But I already had him in my box as being a guy – you know, one of those ones to watch. And we really haven't had yeah. one of those ones to watch in a while. You know, Benny Snell, I think he he kind of flew under the radar. You know, we're not big recruiting guys, you or I. Uh, but I, you know, heard his name at some point. But nothing like what we've got this year. So we've got a guy that's got some sizzle, got some sizzle kind of outside of the U.K. football uh, bubble. Uh, I think that's fantastic. It, it, it's one of those things, like you know, who did you beat to get this guy? Where is this guy coming from? And and so I I feel good. I, I feel really comfortable heading into this year. Uh, again, like we talked about, they've got to hit the ground running. But uh, it, and it's hard being a Kentucky fan, and and you know, a lot of people all you know, I've kind of heard this forever and ever. This is different. This has been a slow burn, a slow buildup, a methodical building up of the program. Uh, you've seen it with recruiting. I think coaching from top to bottom uh, is probably the best that it has been when you take in from stoops all the way down. The facilities are there. Uh, there's just so many things coming together that we haven't necessarily seen before. I, I think this is different. Yeah, and – I'm definitely hoping 
Bowden can be that guy. I guess I'm I'm just trying to take the basketball approach. You know, when when a freshman, an incoming freshman, has a typical pre-Cal era incoming freshman year, where it's not blowing up, you know, kind of like Sasha Kalia Jones, uh, where he, he didn't just come in and hit the ground and and, and tear it up. Uh, I guess I'm tempering things for Lynn Bowden to make the transition to the SEC. Uh, He might come in and just light it up. And, of course, that's what we're all hoping for. But I'm just kind of, I don't know, bracing for those freshman lumps a little bit until he gets adjusted. Uh, But, uh, I mean, he might just come in and, and do work right off the bat. You know, freshmen are coming in ready to play more and more often year in and year out. So, uh, we will see very, very soon that Southern Miss is fast approaching. Right, but the thing is, he's not going to be asked to carry the load. I think that's a little bit of the difference. Is is yeah. He's going to be able to kind of find his space. We know what we have in Steven Johnson. We know what we have in, in, uh, in, in Snell. The offensive line should be steady. So he's not going to be able to have to come in and be a – make or break guy from day one. That's why, you know, he's going to be a good change of pace, kind of get in where you fit in. Uh, they can be very creative with how they get him uh, involved. So, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about that aspect of it. Uh, but I'm right there with you. You don't want to put so much pressure on, because uh, as you said, using the basketball analogy, we have let our super freshmen become the standard, and we've forgotten what a real freshman is supposed to look like. You know, he's supposed to be have yeah. those confusing moments. And, and you're right. We see a scowl come through. We see uh, uh, Sasha Clea Jones come through, and we, we're disappointed and we're frustrated and, and whatnot. Then you say, that's kind of what a freshman is supposed to look like. We've had a run of really, really remarkable freshmen. And we kind of get – it kind of skews, you know, what we – uh, think we should have so uh, yeah I, I'm right there with you. You have to temper the expectations a little bit. I, I definitely uh, co-sign off that. Yeah, I'm just and I'm I'm like you. He can be that guy. I'm just not, and I know a lot of fans might, and there's some that might not. I'm just not expecting Randall Cobb at Auburn as soon as he gets to Lexington or Randall Cobb and pick any Randall Cobb game where Randall had it going. Uh, I'm not expecting Nat right off the bat, but there might be some who are. So, he, you know, he might struggle a game or two or three, and then you start to hear rumbles. Give him time, let him let him adjust, and then, you know, you know, get his feet under him and all that and see legs, as it were, uh, and then we'll see what he can do. But he comes in with a lot of accolades. And like you said, we're not big recruiting guys, but the work that Coach Stoops and company have done in Ohio – you know, bringing those guys down, we're being the northernmost SEC school and getting a lot of those guys from Ohio down here. You hear all this talk about Blue Smith has been the next guy. He's come down to Kentucky and Ohio State, Terry. I mean, did you ever think you would hear that with a Kentucky football recruit? And it's happening more and more. You know, we were shocked when it was Matt Elam coming down to Kentucky and Alabama, Damian Harris coming down to Kentucky and Alabama. Drew Barker decided not to go to South Carolina when Steve Spurrier was there to come to Kentucky. All those are Kentucky guys, but now you got Ohio State guys 
picking Kentucky over Michigan, Michigan State, and coming down to 50-50 shots with Kentucky and Ohio State. Well, and, and here's the thing about uh, the Ohio connection. And I think one of the first times we had Anthony White on the show some years ago, you know, he talked about that and that Kentucky coaches in bygone years, it wasn't even a, a thought of, hey, we need to get to Ohio. They just, they just didn't do it, which is crazy because, you know, outside <laughs> of the state of Kentucky, uh, you got Northern Kentucky right there, but Cincinnati area up through Dayton is got a huge alumni base for the university. You've got a lot of folks that have ties to Kentucky right in that little pocket of kind of Southeast Ohio. And, and, and now we're like, uh, you know, bringing kids in and you're kind of saying, you know, why, why didn't we do this before? There's, there's that already kind of foothold. And if you can go into Ohio and if you can compete with Ohio kids uh, against Ohio State, that's tremendous. I mean, that, that is pretty much like a, uh, a Wichita State, you know, going to Danville for a top-ranked basketball recruit, and he says, I got Cal over here in Kentucky, and I got <laughs> Wichita State. I mean, that – I mean <laughs> – because it's just, you know, we just have that assumption that the Kentucky Mr. Basketballs or Mrs. Basketballs at this point, you got to believe that if they don't go to Lexington, they come to Louisville, you know, if, if they're kind of nationally elite. And for us to be in, in involved, just being involved, you know, that started a couple of years ago where we kind of making those, uh, some of those top recruits kind of their last five, you know, top four. You know, now it's kind of one or the other. Now we're winning some of those head-to-head matchups. Uh, you know, that's the, that's the thing, is you can still have really, really good players uh, that may not be your, your five stars, your, your, your kind of sure thing. But you can get really, really good players from Ohio that have to say, look, I can wait at Ohio State and, you know, you know obviously compete for championships and all that kind of stuff, but I can come to Kentucky I can look at the landscape like we were just talking about. I can see that the SEC East isn't quite what it has to be or what you, what it used to be. We get a couple of guys in each of these classes. What? And this sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. Before I even say it, I'm telling you it sounds crazy. But we can make some noise and get to Atlanta in the East. We can get to the SEC championship game. It sounds They're crazy. They're yeah, it, um, there may come a time, you know, where we're used to all of this recruiting notoriety, success, prowess, if you will, in, in football. I mean, it's, it's second nature in basketball now. I mean, even even though previous coaches hadn't done what Cal had done, Kentucky's level of play has been where it's been our entire lives. And Cal, number one recruiting class, just kind of used to it. You know, Alabama, Nick Saban, number one recruiting class, they're just kind of used to it. Now, if Avery Johnson gets it rolling down there, they'll probably kind of have pinch-yourself moments. That's where I am in football. I, you know, Coach Stoops has been recruiting like crazy since he's been here. But each time 
something great happens, I'm still just, you know, kind of giddy and just in disbelief, and the excitement is still there. There may come a time where we're just used to this in football like basketball, but that's going to take a long time for me. Just much the same way if, if Avery Johnson starts recruiting like crazy in Alabama, the Alabama fans are probably going to be just like jaw, had her jaw dropping, you know, every, every time it happens. You know, that's where I'm at. You know, football and basketball, I'm used to it, just like they're used to it in football, and then vice versa, you know, for, for the other sports. Well, and, and the, the kind of piggyback on that, though, if you're Avery Johnson or Mark Stoops, yes, you are, you're kind of coaching the other sports, okay? If you kind of concede that the two big sports in college athletics are football and men's basketball, you're coaching the other one, right? And, you know, most people say the Kentucky fans don't care about football, Alabama fans don't care about basketball. But here's the thing. If you get it working really, really good, there's enough you, – your fan base is fervent enough to really do, uh, do damage. I mean, we have seen, yes, this is a basketball school, but, man, there have been some moments in Commonwealth Stadium that the fan base is, is chomping at the bit for a little bit of success. Let Avery Johnson get a, a squad together that, that pushes Kentucky, yeah. you know, in the SEC. <laughs> I think uh-huh. the Alabama fans will follow because the fan base is just that fervent and and just give them not even championship level. And I don't think that the Kentucky fans are the point where of stoops where he's got to get to Atlanta, you know, got to compete. You know, we're not to that point just yet, although that's a goal. But, man, if you just get eight wins, woo <laughs> woo you know, you, you let – uh, Avery Johnson get Alabama to the Sweet 16 a couple of years, it, and, and then now you've got momentum. Now you've got people buying into what you're doing, and, and I think that it's a little bit different than like the Boise States, which didn't really have anything to latch onto. The fan base here in Lexington is ready, and strangely enough, I know some people that are bigger football fans, Kentucky football fans, than basketball fans. The the fans here are ready. You just give them a couple of years of just seven, eight wins, pointing in the right direction, and they're going to be all in, right? That, that's what that win against Louisville does for your fan base. That's what being competitive in the SEC does. It gets them re-energized. And for a fan base like Kentucky football that hasn't had an extended period of success, that fan base, I, I think the term long-suffering kind of de- – defines it, but they're ready. And, and, and I don't think it's about being bandwagon. It's about you all have to show us, and talk about you all talking about Barnhart and Stoops and company, show us that you're ready to compete in the SEC, and we'll be right here for you. I mean, if, if you think that heading into, uh, uh, you know, that last home game, we're sitting at six or seven wins, in, in the thick of an SEC race, it's going to be a madhouse. We have seen it. We have seen big-time games. Uh, all my Louisville fans, friends that like to kind of poke fun at Kentucky football, you know, Louisville just got college game day last year. We had it before when Tim Tebow <laughs> came to town. We already hosted it. So you can't tell me about the fans, you know, 
if, if the fans weren't showing up, then the game day doesn't go where the fans aren't there already. So for all your jokes, the fans are ready. They're chomping at the bit. So this season, I'm, I'm hyping myself up, but this season is going to be a big season, I, I feel. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'll get us a quick break before our guests come. Shout out to Michelle Morton. She tweets in, what do I listen to when I don't walk? Cast Talk Wednesday. And she's got the picture on Twitter to prove it. Appreciate Michelle tuning in, as always. Uh, before we do take a quick break, I got a, a sad note, and I just have to mention it. Uh, guy I went to school with here in Harlan County a year ahead of me, might have saw me post about it on Facebook, uh, William Enix <clears throat> passed away. He was uh, killed tragically in a car wreck Saturday uh, in Bell County between Harlan and Pineville. He was heading back to Louisville. Uh, he finished in 95 at Cumberland High School a year ahead of me. He was heading back home to Louisville. Uh, you know how it is in high school. Sometimes you never see people again. Sometimes it's 10, 15, 20 years, and maybe you run into uh, them again down the road. William went to Sullivan University, uh, culinary arts degree, and became a chef and opened some restaurants in Louisville TV. One was that place on Goss, on Goss Avenue uh, in Louisville, that big warehouse building there. And then another one was Butchertown Pizza. Um, yeah. When I saw on Facebook that he had opened those restaurants, I'm like, man, I have to go and check them out. Have to go and eat there. I think the very first time we had just started doing the show, got up there, you and I weren't able to hook up and connect that weekend, but we went, my wife and kids and our niece, ate at the restaurant. Uh, I even posted, I found a call. I just started listening to KSR. I called in because the day before they were talking about kind of how Southeast Kentucky and Louisville kind of perceive each other and sometimes just looking down on one another or looking at each other sideways. I told a funny story about what happened when I got into William's restaurant because one of his employees, who was from Louisville, <laughs> didn't know that black folks live in southeastern Kentucky. So he couldn't believe I come in asking for William, saying I'm from Harlan County, Kentucky. It was funny. I found that call and put it on my little Facebook link and, of course, extended condolences to his parents and to his family and to everybody that we went to school with. But uh, he had a heck of a, heck of a restaurant, two restaurants there in Louisville, and it's just uh, sad to know that he's passed away. His memorial service is right now uh, in Benham at Tri-City Funeral Home, uh, right there where we grew up. So sad note, but I could not say anything about it, and I uh, just wanted to get that in before the show got going. Uh, but uh, he, he, he made a mark there in the veal. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, in, in I don't want to get too off a subject here. Definitely a, a tragic loss, and that's one of those things that it shouldn't take situations like this to remind us just how precious life is. I mean, literally, I, I think it becomes kind of rote, but you just don't know. Uh, so you do have to really appreciate every single day. And and this is a poor segue into Louisville being a very, very foodie-friendly town. You know, it's been uh, yeah. uh, uh, spotlight on a lot of the food networks. Guy Fieri has got his place here. It, it's a, and, and Sullivan, as a culinary institute, has become a really big deal. 
So uh, mm-hmm. definitely that's a little something to hang our hats on uh, for that. But, uh, again, thoughts and prayers with his family and, and everything. And when you say class of 95, uh, you know, that that's me. And, you know, yeah. Uh, I just I just turned forty, and I don't think I'm an old man by by any stretch of the imagination. So you you never know, um, you know. Hug hug your loved ones when you can. I mean, I I don't know what else to to kind of say, but definitely right. definitely a, a story that uh, you know it, 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 you, you you stop and you think. So absolutely. So I I hated to be kind of sad, but I, I had to to say that. Um, and and I would have been class ninety five too. My birthday was late, so I was born in in November. I thought I'd been in there with y'all. We will stay right on and skip the break now because our two guests are on. Um, the first one, well, I see the number from the six oh six, which is my area code. Uh, Southeast Kentucky is in the building. Uh, we have with us from the David and Daryl show. We have. Uh, former cat David Jones, who also played for the Bengals and the Ravens. We also have Daryl McCoy, uh, who is on the show with him. They teamed up to form a show together, which airs every Thursday from 7 to 9. I'm going to click on this first number from the 606, and I'm going to guess that this is Daryl. Daryl, is this your sir? Yeah. Mr. McCoy, man, yep. welcome to Cat Talk Wednesday. How are you doing? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing good. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. We can't complain. I think I saw David's number pop up on the screen, uh, so maybe he'll call back in and we can get both y'all on at the same time. But uh, yeah, I know he's trying to know. get through there. Uh... Yeah, hopefully he'll call back in. We uh, you know, counting down these days to football season. You have kind of gotten famous because, you know, you've been a, a caller to, to KSR and you kind of stuck to your guns about you thinking Coach Stoops being overrated. We'll get in a little bit of that. We'll also get into your honest appearance, open and honest appearance on Our Guy, Cameron Mills Show, CMR, Cameron Mills Radio, yourself, Rex Chapman, and Cameron Mills um, told the state told the country, told all the listeners everything and didn't hold back. So we'll talk about that with you as well. And, of course, talk with David when he comes in. But about three weeks away from the season to start now, what is your feeling as far as what you think this year's team will do coming off of the first first trip to a bowl game in six years? What do you think is going to happen with the the football cap? Uh, I think – I think we're Stoops has got us in the right position. I mean, I I think, be honest, I think another six and six season. Uh, whenever it comes to you know, he gets he does Stoops does a great job getting the talent in there. But I just, I mean, I don't think that he's developing the way that they should be. But you know, with all the talent, you know, he's not had a recruiting class like this, and with all the talent he's got coming in. I mean, you know, he's got some playmakers, and that's something that he ain't had. So, you know, hopefully, I could definitely see a seven and nine, you know, possibly eight and eight. But, you know, I'm I'm gonna stick with six and six is what you know. I'm I'm excited to see what uh, Liam Bowden does. 
So you can you can see seven and five, possibly eight and four, but you're gonna predict six and six. You're gonna predict. Yeah, he's. I, I, I mean that. Back. You got to go with. Uh, I mean, you got to go with history, and you know, I mean, he's kind of, you know, been five hundred, <laughs> you know, his whole time. So, you know, I can't go against history. <laughs> but uh, you're hoping that he changes, though, right? In oh yeah, yeah. He's a, 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 okay. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Stoops is a great coach. You know, he's a. Yeah, you know, I, I just think you know he's he's you know he's getting an awful lot of hype, and he's not to me. He's not showed it yet. I mean, like as far as game management, uh, you know, uh, they've been a couple of plays called last year. You know, I mean, in the Georgia game, there was a couple of plays that we could have easily won that game, and that would have been huge because you know that, personally, I was there, and I've never seen an atmosphere like was at that game. So. You know, they. Uh, I think that and player development. You know, I mean, I, I just. You know, I think we need to wait and you know see a little bit before we start giving him all this hype. You know, I, I don't. I don't think we talk about that aspect enough, and I agree with what you're saying because I think Austin McGinnis kind of saved Stoops a little bit when I look at the Mississippi State game. When I look at the yep. Louisville game, I couldn't have been the only person saying. Why are we taking so much time? You know, exactly. yeah. I, I, I know McGinnis <laughs> has a big leg, but for my money, get me a 30-yard field goal versus a 40-yard field goal. And that was an aspect that I'm just saying, you know, and I don't want to be a – I'm not a X is no football guy, but I just got the feeling like, what are we doing? You know, and, and I, I agree yeah. with you. I think a little bit of the getting the plays in, getting that tempo at the end – I was uneasy for those two games in particular, even though I know we Yeah, that, that's not uh, – uh, I mean, you're kind of like – I mean, I'm a huge, huge uh, uh, football guy, you know, uh, done it all my life. But, you know, I mean, Dave can talk to you a little more about the X's and O's, but I'm a, uh, I'm a basketball guy myself. But, you know, just being a, a huge fan, you know, of UK, they uh, – you know, I don't miss a game, but they, uh, the thing is, everybody says, you know, is like, look how many games we was uh, one play away from winning. Well, look how many games we was one play away from losing, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the margin for – and I don't want to say that I'm dumping on Stoops, but I think there's some things I would like to see shorn up to, to really buy in. So, I mean, I think that's a valid uh, point of discussion, I think. Well, well uh, here's something, you know, as far as well, – I think our D-line, that's what's got me worried, uh, you know, going into this year. You know, if we sure that up, I mean, I think I think we could definitely go 8-8, eight and eight, you know, depending on how the line goes. You know, uh, as far as the offensive line, you know, uh, I think we uh, we lost one big stud off there, but, you know, got a lot returning. And, uh, you know, uh, we actually sent a uh, horse cat down there, you know, I, I don't know if they made the decision on him redshirting yet or not, but, uh, you know, that uh, big Austin Dawson, you know, he's, you know, 6'7", and, uh, you know, 300 and some pounds, and, you know, UK fans are really going to love that kid. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking with Daryl McCoy, one half of the David and Daryl show, and you guys air, is it every Thursday, Daryl? Yeah, 7 to 9. Tell us a little bit how you guys got together to form the show. Well, uh, as far as that went, um, you know, me and David, you know, he's uh, 
David was uh, brought up right across the river. You know, we live right on the Kentucky-West Virginia line. He was brought up over on the West Virginia side, and he uh, transferred to my high school, Belfry High School, which was uh, a huge 3A powerhouse uh, in Kentucky. And uh, he took us to our first two state championships, and uh, we've reeled off seven since then. But David, uh, you know, uh, went to UK, then got drafted by the Ravens, and uh, he's come back home and he's coaching over at Phelps High School now, and David's always been huge with giving back to the kids. Well, you know, with this, with my success on uh, KSR, you know, I, uh, you know, whenever, uh, you know, I've been on it for years, but whenever the team there on Team Chester, all that started, you know, just wanted to take and capitalize and get, you know, on podcast, you know, off from it, capitalize on that, and, you know, I was like, well, you know, I was like, who better, you know what I mean? I got, you know, one of my best friends is, you know, a former UK standout. And I said, so, you know, why not? So we started the podcast. When we started it, it was originally just going to be a sports podcast. And then we got to talking. We was like, well, you know, this area here, you know, we, we've got tons of talent in this area, guys. And, you know, these kids just has nobody to help them. You know I mean? It's whether their parents is – you know, going down the wrong path or they just don't have the money because, you know, Coe's killing us in this area right now or, you know, they've never had anybody to help them with it. So, you know, we was like, well, with this sports show, you know, we're going to do a good, fun sports show. Plus, you know, we can take and help these kids. So, you know, what we do is help promote these kids. We call the colleges. We make their highlight tapes for them, send them to colleges. Uh, you know, we – Take send them to basketball camps, uh, football camps all through the summers. Uh, I mean, and it's just been a huge success. And, you know, we never dreamed it would take off the way it has, but that just shows how much people in this area is hungry for it. And I couldn't ask for a better co-host to do it with. So that that gap, <clears throat> kind of bridging, bridging the gap that's missing as far as getting kids in the mountains, exposure, that kids in other places get automatically pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you go down, in, uh, you know, out state, you know, down uh, western Kentucky, out toward Lexington, I mean, you know, they're just, you know, ugh, people, you know, families just have a lot more money, a lot more opportunities, kids, you know, get noticed more like, this. for example, look at the rivals, uh, the uh, top 100 that just come out recently. In the top 100, they went one kid in the mountains from uh, in the rivals, but tell me why, you know, we've had, you know, five championships, state championships in the last two years from the mountains, you know, tell me that we're winning all these championships, but we don't have a kid worthy of the top 100, you know, it just ain't fair, you know, I mean, so, you know, hopefully uh, we can get these kids, you know, some notice, and, you know, we've already, uh have multiple kids get scholarships just from us contacting. So, you know, what we're doing is working and, you know, couldn't be happier. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we um, couldn't do it without people like you and Cameron and, you know, the KSR show, you, uh, Cameron, he's been great. Cameron was actually our first guest that we ever had on our show. So, you know, yeah. I mean, without people like y'all helping us, you know, I mean, we wouldn't be able to do this. So, I mean, really appreciate you. Well, oh, Cameron, he was he was our first quote unquote big guest, and and not to to fluff him up too much, the boss man, but 
great for as great of a basketball player as he was, and I think we all know the shot hurt around the blue grass. <laughs> Off the court, he's a much better person than even that. And in in doing things like you're saying, reaching out to, to, to you folks and helping in the mountains and helping us out. It and really listen to you talk, that is what makes Kentucky special. We can talk about all the negative things in the state, of which there's a lot, but there's so much good, like what you guys are doing to, to make sure those kids in your area have an opportunity. And, and, and what you're seeing is people want to give. They want to do the right thing for, for these kids. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. Well, listen, guys, there's uh, no other state uh, in the United States, I can guarantee you that, that takes care of their own like we do here in Kentucky. I, I, I 100% agree. I mean, we can fight amongst ourselves, particularly when it comes <laughs> to sports. But but when it comes down to doing things that, that matter, things that are of consequence, when when other things fail, Kentuckians, we, we kind of take it on ourselves to do that. So I agree 100%. Absolutely. We're talking with Daryl McCoy of the Daryl and David Show from out of Belfry. A hop and a jump from my hometown in Harlan County up in Lynch. I was going to ask David if he – uh, was on but haven't seen be able to get back through yet. Uh, how is he doing? And I'm, I'm, I wasn't trying to be nosy or be in his business, but we we knew uh, about him, him getting shot. How is he doing? How is he recovering? And, and how is he doing? I'm definitely going to ask him had he been on the line tonight. Yeah, Dave's Dave's dog man. He uh, Dave's a warrior. You know he. Uh, yeah, I don't know if y'all uh, uh, know, but, uh, uh, you know, after he got shot, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, I mean, like you said, you know, you're from Harlan area, so you know, you know, from being up these haulers how far it is to get somewhere, and, you know, he drove uh, himself, you know, I'd say probably about 18 miles uh, after he got shot to the hospital himself, so, you know, but he's a... Uh, Actually, tomorrow he's got 64 staples in him, and uh, he gets them out tomorrow. And he's been back on the sidelines this week. You know, he's uh, just been, you know, itching. He's been worried it's going to hold him off from the Pike County bow here, and you know, he's uh, itching to get back. And hopefully, he'll be on the sidelines. But you know, he's already been coaching, but he's been uh, riding around on a gator all day. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. And. And tell us a little bit about that. I know you guys are both Belfry guys, but he's coaching at Phelps. So uh, how how was Phelps last season, and, and what do they have coming back, and how are they looking uh, as we are literally right at high school football starting up? Yeah, he's, uh, um, uh, as far as Phelps goes, uh, you know, David, he's a uh, uh, – you know, big change over there. Uh, Phelps, before David got there, um, Phelps uh, hadn't won a game in uh, three years. They didn't have a, uh, their own football field. They was driving, literally, they would drive 45 minutes to play every game over at Belfry Middle School. So, you know, mm. you can imagine, you know, it's hard It's hard to take pride in something when you ain't even got your own field. Well, David went over there in the first year and uh, – he ended up winning four games, and uh, the uh, he almost uh, made the playoffs. This year here he will, but 
you know, he had kids that never even played football before to, to come out, and he's got them on the right track. But listen, guys, y'all have not seen a change in a place like y'all seen since David has went over at Phelps. You know, if you know anything about Phelps, you know, uh, you know, David's, you know, they've probably been uh, three or four uh, African Americans, you know, over there, uh, period, that's ever even yeah. lived in that area. Well, David. When he went over, David's the first uh, African American coach in Pike County history. Well, he ended up taking, and uh, when he went over there, you know, a lot of people was worried, you know, how they were perceiving him because, you know, Phelps, you know, I mean, it's a pretty rough place, and but them yeah. people worshipped David over there, and I'm telling you, he gave that whole place over there swagger that has been missing. I mean, they walk with swagger now, and uh, they'll easily make the playoffs this year. He's got uh, he's got a couple studs. Uh, that can play D1. He's got a, a couple uh, real good at skill positions. But, you know, he, he's still, you know, building. But, you know, th- this year here, uh, he's six, seven wins. Mm, okay, yeah. But uh, that's, I, but that's the big win, team. though, is the change in the atmosphere over there. I mean, you guys haven't seen it until y'all go over there and see how they worship that man. Wow. That is great, man. That is great to the, – the, Infusing well, hope and confidence, and like you said, shooting, pumping swag into the community. Uh, that is that is nice to hear. And yeah, Phelps, you know, it's just a little. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, be honest, you know, I mean, you know, Phelps is the area that everybody always dumped on all these years. You know, they're over in the corner by themselves. You know, nobody cared about Phelps, and you know, for them to take and get David Jones, you know, I mean, the pride of the mountains, you know, uh, some, you know, a player for UK, you know, I mean, they take a lot of pride in that, you know, because they got something nobody else has got, you know, I mean, they got, you know, a former NFL player teaching them. So you can see why that they're, they feel that way. And they, you know, have a reason to feel that way. Absolutely. Now, what about Belfry? Is it going to be more of the same? We, we know, you know, oh, they ain't gonna we're running off anybody. five straight, they, baby. They got <laughs> no, no doubt at all. No, this is this is going to be five in a row right here. The uh, uh, we won our fourth in a row last year, and uh, you know we got the all-time winningest coach in the state of Kentucky, and we got uh, I think he's uh, fifth or fourth uh, all-time in the nation right now. So, you know, he's a skilled position. You know, we're going to uh, – we'll be a lot better than we was last year with skilled positions. We had a <coughs> kid, Tavion Hunter, uh, if anybody watched, you know, the playoffs or the state championship, they I mean, they seen Tavion, you know, burst on the scene. And But with uh, – he's going to be a superstar. But, you know, as far as the line goes, we're going to be hurting because we lost – you know, that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, we lost six players uh, that went D1. We lost seven players that went to play college ball last year. And we have uh, one for Louisville, one for UK. Got a couple at Eastern. Well, we got three players at Eastern, uh, one at Murray State. So, you know, uh, we just got, you know, there's a lot missing, you know, when it comes to the line. But uh, hey, would I have them, you know, right in line? It'd be us or Corbin win 3A this year. Wow. Are they stepping out of state, playing another big school? I know they came down. Oh, uh, hopping a jump down to Knoxville and played last year. I forget was it Catholic or somebody they played. Uh, yeah, they played Knoxville last Catholic year last down year. here. And, uh, yeah, that uh, 
they got us down there, but uh, we beat them. That was a very surprising uh, outcome because uh, we beat them the year before, I think, by uh, it was like 48 points. And uh, then we went down there, and they, you know, we had a horrible game, and they ended up stealing yeah, one that was only lost. Yeah, that was only yeah, lost was. last year. But the uh, yeah. as far as playing out of state, uh, um, Haywood's done a great job with uh, scheduling. You know, this year we got one of the toughest schedules I've ever seen. He plays uh, Cabell Midland, big powerhouse out of West Virginia, and then uh, plays um, Huntington. Which is, I mean, anybody knows anything about it? You know, Huntington's a beast, and you know, so we got a couple of big out-of-state teams, and hopefully uh, they can get that uh, Ironton Ohio rivalry back. There's been a lot of talk about getting that. That's one that we miss here in the mountains. Yeah. So that's, I mean, another more big things from Belfry as always, and and David is is just rolling right along in his building process. So that's great to hear, man, great to hear. Um, who are some of the other kids to, to maybe keep an eye out for uh, football-wise and basketball-wise that, that you guys are kind of promoting and helping get that exposure? Who should we be keeping our ears and eyes out for in the next over the next season or two? Well, I'll, I'll tell you uh, – yeah a few uh, around the mountains and uh you know like I said you know I'm more basketball wise uh you know uh, David hopefully uh you know uh, he'll be calling in whenever I get off there but he uh tell you a lot more football wise but when it comes to uh basketball listen guys we have a girl here called Cassidy Rowe she's been recruited by Louisville since she was in 6th grade she's going into her 8th grade year she's the number one point guard in her class and this girl is a baller. You know, I've watched tons of basketball in my life, and I've never since O.J. Mayo have I seen a kid that talented at that young of an age. But remember that name. Uh, she went down there. Um, Kentucky started recruiting her a couple months ago, and uh, Coach Mitchell uh, spent all day with her, and he's been on her heavy ever since he first met her. She's already uh, she got a four-ride offer from Northern and Murray State already. And that was just uh, last month. So, and that's going into our eighth grade year. So, then uh, when it comes to uh, you got uh, over here on the West Virginia side, Mingo Central, they got a dynamic duo, uh, Katie Ball and Zia Rhodes. Both of them uh, hoss cats. You can bet they'll be playing D1 somewhere. Uh, Girls basketball is, I mean, it's killing it right here. And then. When you go over to the uh, boys' side, you know, um, Shelby Valley has a Potter kid that's uh, really good. Already got offered by Marshall. He's a sophomore. Um, we lost a lot of seniors, but Pikeville's got White Battle. Now, that that kid's a beast. He, he was state championship quarterback this year. He gave up playing football at Pikeville. He was the starting quarterback on the state championship team, and he gave it up to pursue basketball. So we're going to see if that gamble was worth it for him. And then uh, you got uh, – actually, as far as the boys go, you got Brady Dingus, and then uh, you got uh, Trey James. Now, that kid, y'all can – he'll be the shot block leader in Kentucky when he graduates. He's going into his uh, freshman season. His brother is Dylan James. Um, Trey, he's uh, averaging a triple-double this summer. He's uh, – Usually average between 11 and 16 blocks a game. Uh, usually about 14, 15 rebounds and 
19, 20 points a game. He's going in his freshman year, and then he's got a teammate, Brady Dingus. The kid made four turnovers last year. He's going into his seventh grade year. So you can take in, uh, that. I mean, that kid is nasty. He's tearing AAU up this summer. So, you know, those are a few on the basketball side and uh, football. It's uh, Johnson Central, you know, they – they're always great. Uh, got tons of you know great players over there, and then uh, Belfry. I told you, Tavion Hunter. You know that kid. You know, write that name down. You know he's he's going to be very special running back. And you know over on the West Virginia side, Mingo Central, you got Jeremy Dillon. He's uh, already uh, took and being offered by Marshall in basketball, but everybody's thinking that, uh, football is his way to go, so WVU's are thinking WVU's going to offer him a full ride, so, you know, he's very special, and you got got, uh, you know, tons of talent, you know, down here in the mountains, and like I said, you know, down your way, Harlem, we don't actually cover out that far, you know, we kind of yeah. stop right at the Johnson Central, uh, not County line, so, uh, okay. you know, e- even down y'all's way, you know, uh, the Corbin, Harlem, Hazard, you know, loaded with talent. Right, right, and 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 have been historically through the years as well. Uh, Cumberland had some good teams before they consolidated. Uh, Hazard, you know, Pikeville, Harlan, you know, like you said, it's, it's the same thing. You know, I mean, Scott Russell there at Everett had the state rushing record. We know what Tim Couch did with the state passing record before he went on the UK yep. right there in Leslie County. He broke, so, it, yeah, broke it against like, us. Uh, <laughs> broke it against Belfry. I was there at that game. <laughs> I was running around Man, my little oh. mohawk on and <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> um and two we we'll mention before we let you go too, you you're so open and honest on on Cameron Mills' show, you Rex and Cam, all three of y'all just deserve tons of credit for, for getting on the air and courageously telling your story like that and, and definitely inspiring and helping others. Uh, with what you all had been through, that was that was a show and a half to listen to. So I definitely wanted to to let you know that as well. Yeah, that that was hard to do, you know. But uh, but believe me, it got. I mean, it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders, you know, because you know, especially you know, uh, me doing this show and stuff now, and you know, everybody uh, you know around the area knows me and. Uh, you know, I was just waiting for, you know, that to come back and bite me, you know, my past. And, you know, now I got out in front of it and, you know, everybody, uh, you know, it's just a huge relief. And, you know, I couldn't, uh, you know, Rex has been a huge role model. And like I said, guys, you know, that would have never happened if it wasn't for that KSR show. You know, uh, it just gave me something to do every day, a regular routine, and made me feel worse. And then whenever I started feeling all the love from everybody around the state, you know, I mean, it just changed my whole way of thinking when it comes to life, and, you know, it's been, you know, all up since then, so, you know, that's why I said, you know, as far as, you know, not only have they changed my life, you know, as far as, you know, sports and all that, you know, you have no idea how far, you know, like Cameron Rex, the KSR crew, Matt, Ryan, all them, you have no idea how much it saved a man's life here. That is really good to hear. It really is. What are you guys going to be talking about tomorrow when when Showtime rolls around? The uh, uh, Tomorrow, um, 
you know, it's uh first show back with, uh, you know, since uh, David's shooting. So, you know, of course, he's going to, you know, want to let everybody know he's okay, and then we're going to be uh, doing football preview. And, uh, you know, tell uh, a name I forgot there, uh, uh, David has a kid over there named Josh Rogers. Uh, that kid, I mean, he'll end up, you know, being uh, – he has a chance to be D1 uh, – Big time D one this year. If he has a huge year, he's a monster. But the uh, we're doing our uh, pigskin preview coming up, and uh, you know, like I said, David, he he loves this time of year. This is uh, this is his thing, football. And when it comes to basketball, now I start licking my chops. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, tell us where we can find y'all on social media, and, and, and let everybody know where they can find your show. And we'll get you on again and talk some some basketball down the road as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, time guys, the uh, I'm talk all day. So, uh, uh, but um, we take on Facebook. That's uh, that's where we started, and uh, that's still uh, you know that's still our stronghold is on Facebook, and uh, it's uh, the David and Daryl uh, Sports page, and then on Twitter it's. Um, at David and Dar- at the David and Daryl Show, uh, we on the, on our website it's uh, davidanddarylshow.com, and uh, then of course you know on uh, Instagram it's David and Daryl. So you know if you want to keep up with everything going on around, we it, it's not just the uh, mountains either. You know we cover everything around the nation as you can see. You know I mean I I'm just a sports junkie. You know and the uh, 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 hopefully you know I I don't know. Uh, if y'all as excited as I am, but uh, I'm interested on August 26th watching that uh, Mayweather and Connor bout. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be something. It. I, I'm gonna watch it for the spectacle. Absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. that's me. I think I think it's gonna be a 12 round decision. I think Money's gonna play with him for 12 rounds and you know uh, end up making him you know toy with him. You know, you just can't hop over from. You know MMA like that. You know, I mean, I've uh, trained MMA in the past, and you know, it's a completely different world than boxing. You know, where you throw your punches from, your stances, everything. So, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But I tell you what, if Connor, uh, if Connor can uh, get lucky and land, you know, we could see a huge upset. But you know, I just if somebody like Pacquiao, top five all time, couldn't hit Mayweather, I just don't see Connor doing it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, gonna be tough. Gonna be tough for sure. Oh, Daryl, man, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. And I just looked. I see where Cassie Rose follows our show on Twitter. So definitely gonna keep our eye on her because uh, she is well on her way to to doing big things. Hey guys, so, Cassie Rose, that is the one. I mean, she's the phenom. Uh, Cassie Rowe, that's her nickname, is a phenom. I'm telling you, watch that girl. Uh, you've not seen. I mean, this girl is she's Pistol Pete. She comes down, no look passes, and I tell you how her sixth grade year, she would take and get the ball, and y- you know how hard it is for a guy to throw, you know, uh, you know, 90 feet full length of basketball court, one handed pass. Well, she would throw it on a line, guys, and. Uh, I mean, she just, when it comes to point guards, I mean, she is nasty. She's Jason Williams, you know, she's no-look passes, uh, and, you know, she can put up 30, 40 points if that's what she needs. But, you know, y- y'all will love that girl. Write that name down. She'll be she'll be at a UConn, Notre Dame, that type of school. But, you know, hopefully, if not, Matthew Mitchell can steal her from Louisville. There you go. Let's hope. 
Darrell, what's the plan? <laughs> Thanks so much, Darrell, man. Really appreciate it. Ain't no, ain't no problem, guys. I'll shoot David a text and tell him uh, uh, to go ahead and try to uh, call y'all, and hopefully he can get in for y'all. Yeah, if he gets in, we'll we'll put him right in before our, our next guest. We got some next guest seven fifteen. If he come on in, we'll get him right in, man. If yeah, I'm interested in uh, seeing what them girls can. As y'all know, I'm a big guy, so I'm interested in seeing what them Kentucky taste buds can tell me where to eat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but hey, y'all guys have a good one, guys. Hey, you too, Darren. Yeah, Thank I, you so much. I appreciate y'all having us on. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate you. Man, we'll get us a uh, quick break. We'll see if David Jones is calling in. If he does, we'll get him in before 715. If not, maybe we can get him on after the taste buds are on. But we'll take a quick break. And, TB, you're talking about where the buck needs to stop in your latest article. we got to talk about that as well. This is Cats Talk Wednesday. Over more than 20,000 pages of documents to the Senate committee. But the Department of Justice and Special Counsel running its own investigation. Right there in your city, 
the Young Center, Tom Juridge, City of Louisville, the whole nine. Tell us about it. Tell us why you say the buck has to stop. Well, uh, I think we kind of touched on this uh, previously. I just really wrote it down. Uh, oddly enough, I started uh, – it, it's been four years since I got into the, the blogging and writing about the cats, you know, with my start on Wildcat Blue Nation. Uh, so that's been four years ago. But I, I say that because my first real big article was on the impending uh, situation with the Yum Center. And we've, we've talked about that before. Uh, but Dr. Postel, the interim president at UofL, uh, he's got to change the perception uh, of, of what's going on. And, you know, I've had a lot of feedback from, from uh, Louisville uh, fans, friends, whatnot, uh, about this issue. And uh, – they they really focused in on the part about the Yum Center. That has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And, and I do agree to some extent that the lawmakers that were in charge at the time, as lawmakers tend to do, make grand promises, but then those grand promises don't come into reality. I, I get that. That is what they do. And, and really, you can look wherever there has been a new uh, stadium or arena built, and, and very rarely do those projections, oh, this thing will pay for itself. No, that rarely happens. You can see it in Cincinnati. I mean, th- there's just uh, so many places where that's not the uh, – uh, that doesn't work out. All I'm saying and most people are saying is even if that's the case, where the, the powers that be at the time made these decisions, it's not like L had to go out and try to screw the city. And that's what a lot of people, and, and I'm in that camp, feel that they try to do. Uh, I know Louisville wanted the arena built at the, old, at the fairground site, didn't want to come downtown. Uh, but I've always maintained that if you are UK, if you are L, if you're Alabama and Tuscaloosa, if you're Ohio State and Columbus, you, the university and the city in which it resides, they ha, they 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 are, it's a symbiotic relationship. They have to get along, and it can't be one side has to win at the expense of the other, because it's true. For an if you're not having your arena on campus, and you're building an arena in a city, obviously the the bigger the biggest tenant at the Yum Center is going to be. U of L men's basketball. Obviously, at Rupp Arena, it's going to be Kentucky men's basketball. We we get that, but you have to be able, as far as scheduling, and be flexible to make it profitable for everybody. It's not a zero sum game. But that was only one part of it. There's so much going on at the University of Louisville, a lot of it bad, that. Even if you don't agree with what Dr. Postel and the new leadership is doing, as a Louisville fan, alumni, student, friend, at some point you have to say, you have to understand, you've got to change the perception. I mean, you've seen some of the the previews when they talk about Louisville athletics, and it's just anything goes winning above everything, grouping Louisville with SMU, 
and, and I don't agree with some of it, but link, linking them in with you know with Penn State and just some of the worst scandals we have seen in NCAA history, that's Louisville. And that's just on the athletic side. The academic side is the same situation. So Dr. Postel, the current leaders, have to draw a line in the sand. And, you know, everybody's going to have to swallow their pride and, and, and say, I may not like the way this is going, but I understand what needs to happen. And uh, when you talk about all these other NCAA scandals, and this has been my biggest frustration with some of these fans, these Louisville fans, they can quote you chapter and verse on what happened at Kentucky for the Kentucky Shame Sports Illustrated cover. Yeah. They know about Jim Trestle at Ohio State. They can quote out the many, many times the Miami Hurricane football team has run afoul of the NCAA. And all I have said to them in reply, we now know that the 2013 NCAA title, it's in jeopardy. And by all accounts, it looks like it's going to come down. For the first time in the NCAA tournament history since 1939, the, it's legitimately a possibility that that title will be vacated. And you know what? Not one person of consequence has even fallen on their sword. No one has lost their yeah. job. Nobody mm-hmm. in charge has said, we have to do better. What they don't tell you about Kentucky shame is everybody had to go. That's a got-to-go situation. Mm -hmm. As dumb as I thought the whole tattoo thing uh, at Ohio State was, once NCAA said, we've got this, Trestle had to go. When you look at what Bruce Pearl did at Tennessee, a a cookout at his house, and and saying that Aaron – was it Aaron Kraft? Is that – if I remember that right? But the, a, a player, yeah. when he said, no, he wasn't there, then the picture came out. That was minor stuff. But the NCAA said, hey, that's a huge infraction. People lost their jobs. The, the president, the athletic director said, we got to do better. Not only were we, did we, are we saying it, but here's our game plan to do better. Do you know what has come out, what the line has been at Louisville with all this stuff? Well, when it comes to the prostitutes, they weren't expensive prostitutes, so it wasn't that bad. Right? Yeah. That, is, that has been unbelievable. And, and they're hanging their hopes on everybody believing that Andre McGee, this low-level staffer, ran this and nobody else knew anything. Am I saying Patino knew? No. What I'm saying is I don't buy that nobody else knew what was going on. I don't buy that. But that's the narrative they're trying to sell. If you want our mercy, you've got to at least not treat people like they're idiots. That is what people are saying. And the more and more Louisville fans are saying that. They're saying you can't be the most profitable men's basketball team playing an arena that you're not helping pay for. You're not paying your fair share. Louisville fans are upset because now Louisville's going to be paying more yearly to play in Yum. And the cats are playing in Rupp. You know why? Rupp's forty years old. Rupp's paid for. <laughs> you you want to play in a facility that's state of the art? 
you want to talk about this, that, and the other, and how cutting edge you are, you got to pay for it. You got you got you got to pony up for it. That's the way it works. And and with all this, a lot of their comebacks for all this scandal is, well, you know, Kentucky did. Kentucky did. Look, I'm not going to exclude. I'm not going to uh, excuse anything that Kentucky uh, has done with NCAA, whether it's Mummy and his issues, whether it's Kentucky shame, and for some reason, bizarrely, people going back to the the 1950s and the UK team that, that cheated way back when. And, and <laughs> I don't know why that counts, but the championships from that era don't count. So don't under. I, <laughs> you know, I don't know why that is. But, man, you have to at some point say what we did was wrong. And you can explain to somebody, you can explain a booster giving a kid a $100 handshake. Is it wrong? Yes. But you can explain that. Can you explain anything that has happened regarding UofL NCA issues? Is that dinner conversation? Oh, and, and on top of the basketball coach and his extortion for having relations with a woman who wasn't his wife in a restaurant. That's a gross story. And then bringing Bobby Petrino back. It, it, I understand college athletics is dirty. I, I get it. You know, a lot of us don't like to know how the sausage is made. I, I get that as well. But that is mm-hmm. a lot of baggage for your two highest profile coaches to carry around with them. And they're winning, yeah. But you can't say the Kentucky fans are all about winning because I just don't think that Kentucky fans and the administration would tolerate a lot of these things. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I just don't think that Mitch Barnhart would tolerate Stoops openly flirting with other opportunities, pledging his loyalty, and then looking up. I just don't think – Stoops could do that and, and, and then be welcomed back. I don't believe that. I, 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 just, I could be wrong, but that's just my thought process. So, yeah, the buck has got to stop with somebody. Somebody's got to say, this is not what our university is about. And as mad as they are at Kentucky fans for saying things, when your donations go down 24% from one fiscal year to the next, that's a lot of big donors saying, get your stuff together. That's right. Now, speaking of being welcome back, our next guests are always going to be welcome back. As a matter of fact, they are making their second appearance on the show, and they did some big things when they were on with us the first time. But they've done even bigger things since joining us the first time. They continue to make their meteoric rise we are talking about the lovely ladies, Tamara Snyder, Lee Roach, Kentucky Taste Bud. Welcome back into the show on Cast Talk Wednesday. How are you ladies doing this evening? Great. Hi. How are you guys? Great. We are good. And got to Listen, meet we're going to have to, um, we're going to have to make you the marketing guy for us with all of that hype you just put out there. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara's going to fire me. She may hire you. That's right. <laughs> what? 
Man, speaking of which, we all got to see everybody in person, got to meet y'all this past yeah. weekend. That was awesome. I mean, and the the next time, we just the first thing we all got to do is just drop everything and take that picture that we didn't take this weekend. What I know, is wrong I with us? That. <laughs> it, 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 it hit me when I'm seeing all the pictures from the, the get-together, and I'm thinking, the taste buds. Need to have a party. Then you have a picture with TB. I mean, that just that just makes yep. sense. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, we're going to have to do a redo on that for sure. And uh, it was great seeing everybody and putting a face with a name and a voice and getting to love on everybody. Um, and we were thrilled to be invited. And thanks to Cameron Mills and um, just everybody there because we just felt welcomed and, and just part of the family. Not to mention the fact that the food was really good. But let's talk for just a second about that cake from North Lime Cakery <laughs> for TV's birthday that was completely off the hook. It, it was fantastic. Now I found out that on our last show a couple of weeks ago, Vinny's random kind of question to me about who my favorite rapper was. And lo and behold, I was ranting and raving about, you know, Jay-Z and all his bona fides and how he's kind of my guy. Now I come to find out he had some ulterior motives to that yeah uh but but it was it was a it was a fantastic cake i received love from just about well from everybody about how awesome the cake was uh and it was it was even better to eat is 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 what i've been telling people as well yes so what i want to know is me and Tamara are preparing for this moment so we need some advice what is it like to be the big 4-0 <laughs> Tamara and I have no idea. Yet. So we, yeah, yeah. I, I don't either. I don't either. Wow. Wow. So uh, let, I, I put this on Facebook. I don't know if I shared it on Twitter. I'll share it now. So uh, everybody knows I've got my my cap and hat. So I've got 115 plus. It's a it's an obsession. But I've got a Hat World card that they only had out for just a little bit years and years ago. So mm-hmm. I have my daughters, 11 and 8, and they're talking about the card and all this kind of stuff. And uh, my oldest looks at me and says, well, who gets the card when you die? I said, what? <laughs> well, when you, when you die, like, who, which one of us gets it? And they're arguing over who's going to get this thing. And I'm saying, well, wait a minute. Well, I'm not going to die. And, and my little miss, I, I love her with all my heart, looks me in my face and says, well, Daddy, you're going to be 40. So you need to start thinking about these things and make sure your affairs are in order. So there's, there's nothing more often than your kid talks about your mortality right there. But it, it, 40 has been great. I can't complain. Good. Well, good. my birthday is next month, so I'm hoping that, you know, as I get closer to that, that benchmark, I will experience the same joy that you have. So. <laughs> Month in November, so you know, like I said, we'll, there we go. We'll he just he keep broke the party it in going. for everybody, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> now, last time y'all were on, this was the Wednesday before you all were going to New York. So, yes, y'all have just been doing all these these awesome things. I mean, you got to tell us a little bit about New York. Got to tell us about the gun range. Um, 
uh, it seems like just something else that I'm leaving out. But there's so many huge things that y'all have been able to do uh, as you just starting out. Like I said, on that meteoric rise. Because, oh, you were on with Barbara Bailey, who's from Harlan County TV, and Bill Bryant right there on WKYT. Y'all were on, you made a big yes. TV appearance as well. That was that's what yes. it was. So I mean, y'all, I mean, start wherever y'all want because you know we want to know. Okay, Lee, you want to handle Lee, New York? You start, you want me to do? You should handle New York because I'm already for okay. the gun range. Okay, so we go to New York, uh, just a girlfriend trip that we normally take um, once a year with two of our other best buds. And we end up in New York, and um, anyway, through a Kentucky connection, we were able to secure some free tickets to a Yankees game, which is phenomenal in and of itself. But uh, when we get there and we show up at the the, uh, office, they hand us these really fancy tickets, and they say sweet on them. And so we're like, wow, this is really not sweet tickets. And so we get up to the suite, and it was phenomenal with a full buffet of food, every food you could want, a beautifully appointed room, cushioned seats out on the, you know, outside where the, the crowd is, but then you have this interior space, living room space, TVs everywhere. I mean, it was top notch. And so we're freaking out about that. Some of us cried. But then we realized that, hey, who is this person coming in? Well, none other than Brian Cashman, the general manager of the Yankees, who um, – Spent some time in Kentucky, went to school here. So it was his suite. We got to hang out with him, talk about everything but baseball, um, and it was absolutely a bucket list experience. We were so grateful, so thankful, and um, just it was it was awesome. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. Yankee Stadium in itself would have, would have been awesome, but to go all in and, and live it up in the suite, man, that's – that is yeah. great stuff. Yeah. Yankee fan or not, you know, you don't even like even if you hate the Yankees, that's still a trip and a half. Absolutely, yeah. So then, Lee, that, tell them what we did after that uh, about the gun range. Is that what you're referring to? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, as you guys know, we told you on the last time we were on your show that we are really trying to even though we're not 40 yet, like Terry, we're really trying to uh, get out of our... <laughs> we're going to keep bringing that up. Zing! Zing, uh, zing! <laughs> we are uh, really trying to get out of our ruts and uh, trying to have fun. And, you know, the whole purpose of what we're trying to do is to get around Kentucky and experience things that we've never experienced. So we threw a poll out on a Twitter and Facebook and asked everybody what they would like us to do. And they had a couple of options that everyone landed on. They wanted to see Tamara and I shoot a gun, and we've never done that before. And uh, so we were a little nervous. We reached out to S&D Indoor Gun Range in Nicholasville, Kentucky. They were super great. Uh, We highly recommended that we come in and visit them at a time where there was no one around so we wouldn't embarrass ourselves or accidentally shoot anybody. And um, But there was no fear of that. Uh, they, they brought us in. They took us through the process of how to load a gun, how to take off the safety. Um, they walked us through all the steps, and it was a little bit more complicated than I thought. I thought, you know, you just pick up a gun and you shoot it. Uh, they told us how to load, load the cartridge, and they gave us a lot of instruction, and they took us out to the range, and we, they gave us a target. And let me tell you, Tamara gets right up there, 
first time and shoots a hole right straight in the middle of the bullseye, right in the middle of the heart. So uh, I learned from Ooh. that, don't mess with Tamara. Yeah, she knows right. what she's doing. She's a natural. She's a natural. And I got up there and shot everywhere but the heart, but I would still really hurt somebody. That that much I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's all that mattered to me. And uh, we had a great experience, and it. it felt empowering. And it was something we walked away with as women and said, you know, every woman should do this because you may or may not have a gun in the house, um, but if you do, I've had a gun in the house for years, and I always thought, well, if somebody breaks in, I'll just pick it up and shoot it. And I didn't realize how it's a little bit more complicated than that. So it was good training for me, but it also made me feel comfortable holding a gun. And so that might be a little scary, but um, we're going to go back, and we're going to try some different uh, – we, we started off with a twenty two, so we started off with a smaller gun. But um, – and we're not advocating that everybody run out and, you know, shoot up things. We're not advocating that at all. But we're saying educate yourself and uh, do something outside of your comfort zone. And it was a great experience for us, so we'll definitely do it again. Have you guys shot guns before? Yeah, it's been a I, yeah. while. Oh. I, uh, I, I have. Uh, my dad, uh, when he retired, he was a police officer for 30-plus years. He was a assistant chief of police here in Louisville. Uh, for years and years, so it was kind of a, a birthright because we literally had guns all over the place that that uh, that I go to the the range and, and learn how to use it and re- respectfully uh, and everything. But it's funny you you talk about the the, the uh, being a being a woman and in, you know and going out there and, and doing that. So I remember I went to the range. I, I'm sorry to dominate this, but you know how old people are when they start talking. And I'm with my dad, and he showed, you know, he he's showing me and everything, and, and and he's shooting, and I said, you know, Dad, you're you're good as you should be being a police officer. He said, your mother's better than I am, and I said, whoa, wait, whoa, <laughs> yeah. So so when you all meet Mama B at the Christmas get together, yeah, she she knows she knows her way around a firearm as well. So that puts some things in perspective with me. So. Uh, that's fantastic <laughs> that you all got to do that. Yes, it was, it was really now, great. Wait, and, um, go ahead. Did you, you talked about Tamara just you know right through the heart, right off the bat? Did you know your best friend since school days had that in her? I mean, just so cold blooded. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, there is a, a parallel between her precision. And uh, shooting guns. You know, I always say she's the class and I'm the sass. And there's a reason she's the class. She's very refined. She's very precise. Uh, she's very detail-oriented. So that does not surprise me a bit. Um, she was great. And so she was very focused. If, if you haven't been to our site, uh, check, everybody should go, kytastebuds.com. And there's a blog written about it, and you will see some pictures of Tamara. And uh, she really knows her stuff. She was really good. So... If, if anybody wants to take her hunting, uh, she's the one. She's the one. <laughs> I don't love getting camo, though. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. It's, That's you know, we, can, we can work around that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, well, let me let me just work in a food question. Then we'll get to y'all's TV appearance because you guys do so many great things. 
I mean, food is what you're known for first, and then we get you on. We don't even talk about food. But, you know, as we're going into fall, you know, we're, we're in August, football season is coming. Are you all going to, you know, change, you know, miss? I guess this is for the precise camera. Are you going to change kind of what you're, where you're going to visit? Are you going to go visit more seasonal places and start eating stews and chilies as the weather changes? Or are you just going to go wherever you feel like going on impulse? You know, how, how are you going to do the changing of the seasons from summer to fall to winter and things like that as far as food goes? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Anything to do with food, you know, gets us really excited. So we have tailgating season coming coming up. So we're really looking forward to doing some awesome tailgating. Um, we've had lots of great offers from several groups of people that we're going to definitely check out. Um, and so I'm thinking chili. I'm thinking maybe some ribs on the grill. You know, people get really fancy at the games. They bring all of their equipment. They set it up. And uh, so we're looking forward to some really good tailgating food. Um, and then also, with fall, I, I think about these uh, little country festivals that are going to be going on. Um, so you, that's yeah. where you get some really good food, right? Uh, lots of good fried things and, and fried Oreos and that kind of thing. So uh, fall mm-hmm. is definitely high season. Anything pumpkin spice, I'm all over it. And uh, so looking forward to getting out. Uh, hopefully visiting maybe some more in western Kentucky. We've had lots of good suggestions on our website. Uh, you can go there, and we have a map, and um, you can give us suggestions, and we'll put it on the map. And then once we go and visit that place, uh, we'll change the little icon, and so you can tell that we visited it. So just keep those suggestions coming. Um, we've, we're really excited about trying all these new places out and about. Um, so we just appreciate everybody's input. Yeah, definitely. That's a cool thing where you guys are open to the input, you know, and I'm trying to think of some places uh, that I've been, you know, kind of, you know, not chain places like that that I'll make some submissions to the site too. And I enjoy reading uh, all the things food related. And then, like you mentioned, the article about the shooting range, you guys got a lot of good things to check out on the site. And it's always fun checking out on Instagram as well. Um, Tell us about your the big TV appearance on WKYT because uh, that was cool as well. Y'all are sitting there with the legends, you know, Barbara Bailey, Bill Bryant, and the taste buds were right there at noon, front and center, doing their thing. So that was pretty awesome too. Well, let me tell you, it was exciting. It was super exciting. But Tamara and I, we're not going to lie, we were super nervous. And uh, we rehearsed ourselves. This is a funny story. We've rehearsed ourselves over and over. We talked days on what we're going to wear, you know, how we're going to wear hair, who's going to say what. And we got on the set, and we just had a couple of minutes uh, to talk with them. But we, we pretty much knew the questions they were going to ask. Uh, that was the nice thing about the appearance. It wasn't, they weren't blindsiding us with anything crazy. But the way they asked the questions was different than Tamara and I had rehearsed. So it was, it's funny because when Tamara and I watch it, back, we're like, yeah, you can feel that moment of, oh, my gosh, who's going to do what? Who's going to do what? But uh, I don't think anybody noticed. I think we answered the questions uh, just fine. Um, but it also made us really appreciate radio and podcasting <laughs> because uh, it's a lot different to be 
on air in front of people where I can sit in my pajamas if I want, if I'm on a podcast, and uh, right. talk to people and be, and have the camera on you. So, But it was a great experience, and we actually have a couple more, uh, we can't say what yet, but TV appearance is coming up. And uh, we're, we're trying to get used to it. This, You know, we're getting out of our comfort zone. We're not broadcasters. We're not professional by any means. So we're, we're bound to make mistakes and screw up and look like fools. But we are prepared for that, and we're just going to laugh with it, and we're going to roll with it, and hopefully everybody else will do the same with us and just enjoy ourselves. But they were super, they were super me- nice to us. When I said meteoric, I was not exaggerating. Got, got TV appearances already in the queue for future dates down the road. TV, man, what do you think about that? And I know you, you probably got some food thoughts as well or other questions. Well, it, it's funny you talk about, you know, getting ready to, for, for, for things because before Vinny and I went on the Cameron's radio show, we talked about how we were going to style our hair and that kind of thing. So I, I got to <laughs> But 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 one thing I would I would I would I would recommend is is coming to the state fair. That uh, has become one of uh, my and my girls. We love going to the fair because we love the fair food and just the ridiculous things they fry up uh, is fantastic. And then there's just the whole area where it's all food from Kentucky, from steaks to to you name it. It is fantastic. We we. We love the fair, uh, so well, you might so, want to put I'm a so pin in that. I'm so glad you brought one. that up. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's on our calendar. The state fair runs from August 17th to the 27th there in Louisville. Um, Lee and I have yeah. never been, and I was talking to a retired uh, KSP police officer uh, with the state police, and he was telling me how awesome it was, and he gave me some really good insider tips about like when to go. Uh, best place to park, all this really good stuff. So that is definitely on our calendar, and we will shout you out, and maybe you can come and we'll do a mashup of um, your favorite foods and our favorite foods. And we might yeah, get that I, picture. I go, yeah, I go, I go for the, the, the pork chop sandwich. There's, there's, there's a booth that's always right in front of Freedom Hall, and it is huge. I mean, it is like a, you have to eat it with two hands, and it's like $10, yeah. <laughs> and I, I get it every year. I have to take a break because my heart starts hurting as I'm eating it, but I, I, I absolutely love it. But, but on, a, on, a, on a serious note, there's so much uh, about the State Fair that's celebrating Kentucky. And, like, you all with, you know, being the Kentucky Taste Buds and, and everything, there's just so much pro-Kentucky stuff. It's really – awesome and, and i'm glad it's here in louisville because sometimes louisville folks we kind of live in our little bubble and we don't know what takes place kind of you know 60 miles away and it's really great to kind of say you know people are doing really really great things outside of louisville jefferson county so we definitely love uh, love the, the state fair well we are super excited about it um like Tamara said we've not been so we have no idea what to expect and it's great yeah. people watching. I'll, I'll give you that much too. It's great <laughs> people watching, but the, but, the, but the food the food is great. Uh, the one area we, we really love is in one of the wings. They have, uh, I think it's about sixty of the 120 counties have little booths set up. You know, travel and come see. And this 
so much to see in Kentucky that you can travel around, I would say, for years hitting small towns, hitting different festivals, and still not see everything that the state has to offer. So it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to be waiting on my check from the tourism board, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> that check, check, check's got to be in the mail. <laughs> yes, we agree, and that's why we do Kentucky Taste Buds. It's to highlight all that's good in Kentucky. Um, and really, you know, we love just connecting with people, hearing where they're from, their stories, what they like. Uh, places they like to go to. So be sure to check us out, at, again, at uh, www.kytastebuds.com. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle, kytastebuds. Yes, and that's yeah, a big that's part of uh, what we love to do, too, is interaction on social media. So please, everybody, shout us out. We love the interaction. It's so much fun. It definitely is. Well, speaking of so much fun, um, the the drive by dunk challenge is a lot of fun. You guys participated <laughs> in that event. Uh, Cameron Mills was giving you a little bit of grief, and then he went out and got himself <laughs> arrested. So uh, tell us about yeah, the uh, drive by dunk challenge that you all set up and, and filmed because uh, we had fun with that one talking well, about it this past weekend. Our good friend uh, Michelle and Kristen at Big Blue Views challenged us. We we go on their show every Monday night and talk, and they've been so great to us. And they challenged us to do this. And let me tell you, again, Tamara, she has these wonderful ideas. She said, you know what, Lee? We can't just do this. Uh, We're not exactly that athletic when it comes to basketball. We've got to add a little to this. If we're going to go to someone's house, Southern hospitality style, we've got to do it uh, with a little flair. So we need to bring a present if we're going to dunk on someone's basketball goal. And we need to bring them a little present and show our uh, gratitude for this. So she prepared homemade biscuits, uh, got some uh, Kentucky uh, Proud apple butter, packaged it all up, and then out we went to dunk. Now, the only the only drawback I have to say about Tamara on this is she forgot what a dunk was. Uh, we had to climb. Uh, she, for whatever reason, chose a house that had a, a, a driveway similar to Mount Everest. And uh, we're trying. That's, yeah, that's why Cameron was making fun of my running because I was almost out of breath by the time we got to the top. And uh, it threw Tamara off her game, so she went to do a layup. And I'm like, no, Tamara, it's a dunk. It's an overhead shot. And uh, she finally got herself together. She jumped half an inch off the ground and and made it the best she could in there. And then I ran for my life and, and rang the doorbell and, and dropped these biscuits off. And uh, and then we ran away. And so the best thing was is we had a great time doing it. We were well received, even though our uh, methodology was not the best. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun. So we're we're ready for more challenges. Like, yes, yeah, and I think Cameron's ready for a shooting challenge. So <laughs> if one comes along. Well, everybody here. Yeah, the the people under yet. forty, everybody everybody under forty <laughs> has done it. So what, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all oh, I'm wow. saying. <laughs> this, this has been a humbling show, if nothing else. This is this has been pretty humbling for you today. <laughs> I really just hope you don't find me in Tamara's birth records, or we're going to be in big trouble. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we uh, 
are, of course, definitely looking forward to whatever it is that I get into next, whether it be a challenge or the next place you visit, the next blog you write. Um, we already, you know, anticipating these um, TV appearances that are coming up, and, you know, when they are able to be uh, announced and revealed, we'll definitely be watching that as well. So you guys just keep it up and, you know, you got fans here, and we'll get y'all on again down the road, and we'll just recap and catch up on everything you're doing and then look ahead to what you're getting to next. That's great. Well, thank you all so much again for having us back on the show. Um, you know, stay tuned to our antics. It will never be a dull moment with the Kentucky Taste Buds. And uh, check us out on social media, and uh, we'll keep you apprised of our next adventure. Yes, yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll send you a message when we're at the fair, and if there's any chance we can hook up, we'd love it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Me, me and my girls, we've, we've become pros at getting in and, and getting out, and, and there's definitely things they, they like to hit. So, absolutely. Okay. And one more thing I'd like to say, Vinny, we loved your sister, Tara. She was awesome. She's awesome. And she's going to come along with us on an adventure one, one day. We just know it. Yes, yeah, she's, she's awesome. Else. Yeah, yeah. We love so her. We, yes, we got along our whole childhood. Love my little sis. And I was glad she was able to, to make the trip up there this past weekend to meet everybody. We had a lot of fun, and she had fun meeting you guys and was thinking about some places to suggest to you. And um, she's on board. So she was she was happy to meet everybody. She had a good time. Well, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by, ladies. All right. Yes, sir. We'll prom- we'll promote everything. Look forward to having y'all on again. Great. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. Have a good night, y'all. That's the Kentucky Taste Good, Tamara Snyder, Lee Roach. Got to meet him in person. Got to get a group picture next time. Hopefully you get to see him at the fair, which will be cool. And I think I'm going to be I'm gonna be a week ahead of the fair because I'm coming to Louisville this weekend, like I was telling you. So I'm going to miss it by a few days, but I am going to be in Louisville Saturday taking my boys to the Slugger Museum. And who knows what else after that. I'm going to stay with my uncle and aunt and – Definitely going to the museum, and then we'll see what we get into after that. And then just kind of a quick trip up Saturday and then head back home Sunday. But I'm coming to the Ville this weekend. I hate it's not the same time as the fair, but I'm still excited to be up there because it's been a while since I've been up to Louisville. Well, yeah, our our paths hopefully will, will cross uh, this weekend uh, with you coming to the big city. Uh, but but uh, seriously, I love the, the state fair it is it is fantastic it is just absolutely uh yeah i mean you you, you get to see everything that is to see and, and and taste and all that about what makes kentucky kentucky uh i love it and, and, the, and the girls love it and uh you know, there's just so much to see that we hardly do any of the rides. They are very interested in some of the other things uh, going on. Uh, and it was two years ago they, you know, they got their chickens on display there. Uh, and we're walking around, and and Little Miss is just looking at this chicken. The chicken is just 
shaking and, and, and she's just watching it. And she watches this chicken lay an egg. You know, we're city folks, so we're not used to that kind of thing. So the owner came, checked it out, and actually gave, gave my daughter this, this egg. She wanted to make sure it wasn't going to hatch. And we kept that egg intact for months. It, it, it stayed <laughs> together for months. So, uh, but like I said, we, we love the fair. We love going. We love doing all those, uh, all those things. So hopefully we can hook up with the Kentucky Taste Buds and we can, we can have some fun there. Yeah, and I'm I'm in the same boat as the the Kentucky Taste Buds. I've never been to the state fair either. Um, and, you know, heard about it semi as a kid, but uh, I hadn't been as well. So that's something I got to get up there uh, in the summertime when it's going on. Uh, so maybe next time I'll miss it just by a few days. Uh, my dad should be coming, so hopefully you get to meet dad. It's a little fellas trip, me, my boys, and my pops. And so we'll all be heading up there, but uh, we'll definitely have to include the fair the next time. <clears throat> oh, definitely. You know, uh, they have the fair every year, so that's going to be good. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, we will get together uh, this weekend. You know, and just talking yeah. you know, to, to all of our guests on today, and I just thought about us, and a lot of people don't realize that we – we have been doing this show. We we started doing the show, and before we even met in person, and yeah. you know, we, we had been doing it for for close to a year, I think, or or longer than that. Before we actually met face to face. So, uh, and as awkward as that sounds, like everybody else has been childhood friends, and 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 you know, I just started doing this show with you, some random person I met on the internet, but. But we have become close friends because of the show. I, I, I like to think we're we're close friends now. I'm gonna go on the limb and say that now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Random internet person I know on Twitter. I'll do a show with you. But here we are. <laughs> so many years later. So you never. You know, the word of the wise kids. You never know. You just never know what's gonna happen. So. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. The first first time we met was in studio on Cameron's show, right? Yeah. First time. Yeah, cause, yeah. Yeah, because so, he didn't he didn't realize that we had never physically met. I mean, obviously we've talked on the phone, exactly. we you know all that, but uh, yeah, we didn't get to slap five and and and, and all that <laughs> until that day, <laughs> which a lot of people just think is a little a little bizarre, but I, I think it has worked <laughs> for us. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Oh, we have another caller on the line, and coming from my neck of the woods, and he has called the show before. We got Andy TV. He, he's a Vol fan, so go ahead and get you, get ready. But Andy is jumping back <laughs> on Catch Talk Wednesday to talk a little college football with us. Let me flip the mic on for him. Let's see. Andy, hang on. We're coming right to you, man. Appreciate you calling in. And waited on hold while we had our guest on, and jumped back on to be on with us, man. How you doing tonight, Eddie? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. I'm down in uh, South Carolina this week, so I got some got some time to kill. Thought I'd hang out with you guys for a minute. Wow, you down there with the Gamecocks? Will Muschamp? Oh, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, I flipped. So, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I've 
I flipped on a little sports radio in Knoxville, and I heard there's been a few injuries for your Vols, especially on the offensive line, to the point where Bush Jones might have to reschedule the scrimmage because they, they want to have everybody at full strength. And that's just kind of the tail end of what I caught. I hadn't been keeping up, but I thought, wow. But, you know, you still got time to get everybody healthy before the season starts, but you, you don't want to start off getting everybody injured before the season starts. No, see, and, and I Butch called me yesterday and asked if I could be there Saturday to play tackle, and I told him I just couldn't make it work. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be 15 deep in O line, and we got like seven healthy healthy guys there. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Man, now if That's if this crazy. keeps up, the next thing you I guess the the strength coach will be getting a lot of grief and all that, right? Uh, that's what happened last year. He got fired, but now we got the supposedly the best strength coach in the nation with Rock Gullickson, you know, out of the NFL. So uh, I don't know. We, we I don't know what it is. I, I think we just got a, some softies. They need to toughen up. So, but we had uh, uh, where today. Is, go ahead. Where? What do you look expect? Are you expecting eight wins, nine wins? Ten wins, winning well, the East like they should have done last year. Where are you at on your ball? So, so if okay, so we all know that Dobbs made a mediocre offensive line look pretty good because you know he he's Houdini or was, and I, I don't know. I mean, if if the offensive line can step up, I think Dormady he looks good when he has time to throw, and I think that we have some playmakers on the outside. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think we could be a really good team if the offensive line can protect and allow him to be a pocket passer. If they can't, I think they got to look to the young guy, Garantano, and, you know, is he stable enough to to really drive a team? I don't know. But I, I think if, if the pocket doesn't hold, they, they have to go with the young kid because he's got the legs. So I think it all hinges on that. I think both of them can do a decent job, but I would rather have Dormandy in there in, in a decent offensive line with pocket protection. So maybe nine, you, nine wins, ten wins, if he's if, if he's good to go, Normandy. Are you a fan of starting two quarterbacks two or three games into the season, or do you want them to settle that in camp and go with whoever they decide? Yeah, I'm good with uh, who we have on the schedule between Georgia Tech and uh, – was it Florida International? Who, who's our or Illinois? I don't know. Some some scrubs second week, but uh, yeah, I'm good with that. It, as long as they're decided by Florida, uh, because I think Georgia Tech they'll probably score 20 points, 30 points maybe with their little wishbone, but I, I think we'll drop 40, 40 or more plus on them, regardless of who's running quarterback. I just don't think they have the talent on defense to, to stop us. But they'll score. They'll score some points because of their offense. Yeah, it's it's always so weird playing. And Kentucky played them in the bowl game, and you know you just you don't see that offense anymore. Uh, and then you just throws everything out trying to prepare for that because you just don't see it. You know. Oh yeah, I mean you got you got kids that are used to focusing on their one on one matchups, and that's all they got to worry about in a in a if you're. Trying to defend the triple option, it's it's not about that. 
So, for sure. So, are you are you in Colombia right now? Colombia proper or no. somewhere else in South Carolina? No, I'm about uh, I'm about uh, 40 minutes south of Greenville, in a little town called Lawrence, South Carolina. We're doing some work for the sheriff's office down here. So, so is that still Gamecock country? Or is that more Clemson or? Uh, a little bit of both. I've seen some. I've seen. I've seen half of both down here. But it's a small town. Small town. Uh, a little bit smaller than Morristown, I'd say. Okay. Oh, well, that's all right. Oh, so. But I think. Uh, I think Kentucky. You, y'all are. Y'all are gonna have another good. A good season. You know, better than traditionally speaking. You know, you, you guys are on the uptick. So. Well, we certainly we I certainly so. hope so here in these parts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we still got to get you. We still got to get you. But y'all, y'all, I pull for you if you're not playing for ten, if you're not playing Tennessee for sure. <laughs> and and that's of course Tennessee is one of the ones we want the most, as you know. <laughs> uh, understandably, understandably. Um, <laughs> you know, only beat you once. You know, since '84 or whatever in 2011, and and of course the Florida streak is still going. So we want that just a hair more than we want the Tennessee game. But it's it's to that point where they've got Kentucky's gotten themselves, and I've told Terry this before on the show. They've gotten back to that level where you don't just say Kentucky and people start laughing. They were they were there in the late '90s with Tim Couch. Uh, I've told this story many times. My cousin and I uh, went to the Tennessee-Alabama game in 98. My cousin Gabe and I, we didn't have anything to do. He had tickets. We went up there and, and watched the game. I had on Kentucky stuff, and this is still when the Kentucky-Tennessee game was the last game of the season, <clears throat> and there were Tennessee fans. While you all were undefeated and en route to winning the national championship, they were saying, oh, yeah, we – we're going to definitely have our hands full when we play you guys. That's where Kentucky <laughs> was then. That's right. where Kentucky got to in the mid-2000s when they went to like five bowl games in a row. That's kind of where Kentucky is now after going 7-5, and five, beating Louisville and getting to a bowl game. They're getting to that point where they're not just an automatic win. So now they got to go in and take that next step and start – knocking off the, the Georgias, the Floridas, and the Tennessees every now and then to really get that respect, you know, to they want to be taken super seriously. That's that's kind of where they are again. Yeah, well, y'all, I mean, y'all made some upgrades. I mean, you got the, the, the upgrade to the stadium there, and I don't know about the other facilities, but that's that's where it starts, you know. I mean, and then, then it, it, the talent will come, and as long as your coaching stays good, so – that's it. That's it. And and he's re- and like Terry and I talked about this before at the start of the show. He, the recruiting. I mean, you guys are used to it. I mean, we talk about Alabama, number one recruiting class every year. Kentucky basketball, right. we're used to that. The the guys Stoops is getting, it's we're still pinching ourselves to see that in football. We, we got guys now that are coming down. They're deciding between Kentucky and Ohio State. They're picking Kentucky over Michigan and, and Michigan State. And and we're just not used to that. We're just we're used to guys picking Kentucky over Troy and, and you know, Central Michigan and things like that. Just the the upgrade like you mentioned in the talent is is just 
It's never been done here. So it's, we're like just in shock. Kind of like if Avery Johnson gets it rolling in Alabama, they'll be shocked if he keeps recruiting like that. That's how we are in football. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we went through that a little bit when Dooley was here and Kiffin and, you know, absolutely set everything on fire. And Butch Jones came in and, <laughs> I mean, it, it was pretty rough. So he could he could pitch immediate playing time. You know, it wasn't as bad for Tennessee because of the the history there. But still, I mean, now Butch Jones can't say, well, guess what? If you come here, you're gonna get to start from the get go. So yeah, I mean, y'all are hopefully you keep it if you keep it up the next two seasons, having you know top twenty five, top thirty recruiting classes. I mean, you'll you'll be right there. And we we've seen them recruit high level offensive linemen. And they're being redshirted. They're not having to get thrown right out there as freshmen that aren't ready. And now we've, we've seen an offensive lineman transfer from USC who was from Georgia and picked USC over Georgia and Alabama and LSU, and now he's going to be ready next year. You're going to throw him in to the guys that are redshirting because he transferred. So it's just like a whole new experience here, but – we're in Georgia, yeah, so, and hopefully it'll continue. They get to sit out and, translate and win. They get to yeah. sit out and eat steak and yeah. potatoes and, and beef up in the weight room. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, so what? So, yeah. all right, so y'all y'all done any reading about Tennessee basketball? Because I know that's the first thing on your map. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have. You're talking about Rick Barnes yesterday, Terry, right? Absolutely. I, I, you know, the the whole thing with Rick Barnes was, you know, uh, every time a job comes open, you know, he, he wants to make sure that his name's not in the running. That, that's kind of been his thing. But I, I think he's going to be a good run for, uh, for Tennessee and get them kind of back where they were. Uh, with Pearl, I, I think that they can certainly get back to that level. I don't think that's, uh, you know, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. How long? How long do you think he plans on coaching? I, I mean, he could he could give. A, a, I'm not sure his age, but he could give them a pretty good a pretty good run. Uh, yeah. Because, and I hope they do. And we talked about Alabama and Avery Johnson. Look, obviously we're Kentucky guys. I'm a Kentucky guy. Well, sure. But but the SEC deserves better than I think we've had the last couple of years where it's just been, you know, Kentucky, Florida, and then everybody else kind of getting in where they fit in. There's no reason that the uh, SEC should not be a six-bid conference every year. I mean, that that should just be a given. Uh, And hopefully we can get back to to that point. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we we've got some we got some good building blocks uh, as far as Tennessee goes. We got that kid out of France, uh, Pons. Uh, he, he's supposed to be a pretty good athlete, and uh, I don't know. We, we'll, we'll just see. We'll we'll see what happens. But I mean, we we ain't gonna get the the six blue chippers y'all get every year. But you know, if we can get some you know some kids to to build around, I think we can at least be competitive. And the thing about basketball, it, it really it takes one guy. Like, right, you know, foot, football is is a little bit different, and I think that curve, that learning curve for Kentucky fans, is a little bit steep. But basketball, you really you get one guy. Even with all of our great history, you can point to one guy 
that really turned things around, like John Wall for Coach Cal was the guy, you know. And, and you look at uh, Mashburn for Patino was the one guy to really get the snowball going. And if you can just get one guy to kind of say, you know, I believe in this coach, I believe in this this program, it really sets the table for everybody else. Yeah, I think uh, I don't I don't know what you think about him, but Grant Williams, the uh, the young forward that Tennessee has, he's a he's an undersized guy, but he's 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 a good performer on the on the court for his size, especially. He's a he's a gritty player. I, he ain't gonna play in the NBA, I don't think. But I mean, he's a a good ambassador. He plays anyway. bigger than this. He's got a little Chuck Hayes in him. He plays a lot bigger than the six five or six six that he is. Oh yeah, for and sure. He had some good games for Tennessee last year. Yeah. And, and I think Tennessee with 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 Rick Barnes and, and their, you know the SEC is bringing all these great coaches in. You have to figure out a formula that works. Like the way Cal does it, the way, you know, Coach K does it at Duke, obviously it's not going to translate to everybody. Right. But that doesn't mean you still can't get quality guys that you know you're going to have for a little bit and develop them and, and kind of go back to that old school thing of we're going to be juniors and seniors and be really, really good and really, really solid. I think that's still a viable uh, alternative plan to, to kind of what the craziness that Cal is doing, you know, in Lexington. <laughs> I think there's there's multiple ways to get to an, uh, a Sweet 16 or Elite 8, you know, and I think you can't get caught up trying to beat Cal at his game because I don't think you can when it comes to recruiting. But, you know, right. make your own identity, make your give yourself, and I hate to use this, give yourself a brand, and I think they can because I don't like Tennessee, but man, when Tennessee is good at basketball, those games are fun. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> uh, going back to the Ron Slay days, and, 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 and you know, <laughs> those, those are some fun games. Yeah, I know, I'm dating myself. I know, I, but I, you know, I love those games, <laughs> and, and I think it's better for the conference and the schools if uh, the games are competitive. I like that game last year at Tennessee. You know, we didn't look great, but you got a hungry Tennessee team. And that, that's what it should be about. So I'm hoping Barnes right. can, can turn the corner and get them back to that, you know, sweet 16, let's get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament kind of uh, kind of situation. Yeah, that would be good. I, I just thought we need to get uh, we, somewhere, somebody needs to find some eligibility for Jawan Smith and Chris Lofton. And then we'll we'll handle the front court. But this gets, gets into boys like that. <laughs> and then CJ yeah, Watson maybe. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, all of this, and I know you guys are. Class. I know you guys are probably gonna wrap your show up here in a little bit, so I'll let you go. But uh, glad, glad we got to hang out for a minute. Well, appreciate you yeah, calling man. in. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all be good. In, Andy. All, all right. right, be good, Vinny. We'll talk to you Take later. Care, man. All right. All right, Andy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Man, first show from the bye week, and we have had a good time, man. And and here we are on a random Wednesday in August talk about Tennessee basketball. This is what I love about good radio. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't know what's gonna happen, and I've looked. I've already used up all the nice things I will say about Tennessee for the rest of 2017. They get no, they get no love for the rest of the year. You know, hoping, hoping they can become a second weekend NCAA team. That's it. That's all. That's all the positive I'm going to say about the University of Tennessee. 
there. I, I, I even you know kind of wished uh, Avery Johnson well at, at, at Bama. No. In all actuality, yes, I think the SEC should be better. But as a Kentucky fan, when it comes to SEC men's basketball, I'm perfectly okay if it stays Kentucky and everybody else. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with it being Kentucky and everybody else for scraps because that's the way it has been. That's the way it is. That's the way it always will be. But I do think right. for a big-time league, five to six bids every year, I think that should be a given. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about this with basketball season rolls around, obviously. But uh, it really is bad when it gets to be February and the SEC has two locks for the tournament. And then mm-hmm. a bunch of teams that have yeah. to do a lot of stuff. to get that, that, That's bad. Because you can point to just I, – I think most of the SEC teams, even with Missouri, you know, maybe not Texas A&M, but they've all had a pretty good run of basketball. When you look at it, you know what Nolan Richardson did at, Alabama, at uh, Arkansas. In Alabama, you know, we talked about the Kentucky, uh, Kentucky shame. You know, Alabama with the Latrell Sprewell team have had some pretty good basketball oh, yeah. being played there. Mm-hmm. You know, Vanderbilt has routinely been a thorn in the side of Kentucky's very, very good team. Look, you know, you and I have talked about it before. We all think that the 2012 team beat everybody by 50 points. We like to think the 96 and 98 teams beat everybody by 50 points. And that's not the case. 2012, the one team that played Kentucky the best, all three matchups, Vanderbilt. We know you wrote an article about Nazi Muhammad's kind of crazy last-second shot for 98 at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has some yeah. teams that has really challenged our best teams. I, I, I think, and if you go to BigBlueHistory.net, I'd be willing to look at our final four teams that we've had, the, the 50 or however, I, I don't know. But I would say that Vanderbilt, who even as bad as they've been, have really played those teams close. You know, they've got, particularly in Vanderbilt, they've got that clunky gym and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but you can look around the SEC, and they all these teams have a little bit of basketball history. That's why it just boggles my mind that that they've kind of allowed you know their teams to kind of fester on being, being mediocre, if that's the right word. But um, you know LSU, I mean, you've got to put that that Shaq Stanley Roberts. Uh, Chris Jackson team is one of your you know top twenty five or thirty teams to not win an NCAA championship. That was a lot of talent. Heck, they got Pistol Pete. I mean, you could go through every team. You know, Charles Barkley at Auburn. You know, Dominic Wilkins at Georgia. I mean, that's been great basketball talent that's come through. You know, all that being said, you know, Kentucky, like I said, best then, best now, best in the future. But there's no reason we shouldn't be. Uh, a five to six bid team year in year out, and I'm probably going to write something about that because I think that's a good idea. But uh, there you go. Wow, we always go. talking about basketball even in the early part of August. So there you go. And and look at all the basketball that we didn't get to and may squeeze in next week. You know we got you know the alumni uh, alumni game coming up. We got the legends game coming up, and maybe we can dive into you know just 
the rosters and the composition of those teams next week. Um, 25th anniversary of the Dream Team. You're not definitely remember that. So let's look at the basketball we didn't even get in tonight. Let's <laughs> hang it out till next week. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be back. It's, it's good to get back in the swing with a little, little hiatus. Uh, it, it felt good. Uh, we had lots of good guests on to help out the old man a little bit. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yes. Very, very, Got a good very, one. very good job. Absolutely. It was uh, got looks like maybe one good guest for next week, and it was good seeing you this past weekend, and hopefully we get to see you again this coming weekend. Hope to get up there fairly early Saturday morning, so uh, get to see you up in the Ville again. So I'm looking forward to that. But have a good rest of the week until then, and uh, I'll give you a holler, I guess, when we get up in into Louisville proper like. All right, sounds good. Thanks again to our guests. Thanks to Daryl McCoy of uh, the David and Daryl Show, and thanks to Tamara Snyder and Lee Roach, Kentucky Taste Buds. Appreciate them joining us tonight. And look forward to Terry Brown, New Digs, and myself next Wednesday as we bring you another fun show, Cat Talk Wednesday. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good evening, everybody. We'll holler at y'all later.